0: To podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us.
1: I was 19 when I worked with SNCC in 1963 and 64. SNCC, or the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, was a young activist group that bravely continued the incredibly dangerous Freedom Rides and did voter registration and more in the most hardcore places in the Deep South. Martin Luther King called us the shock troops of the movement. During my time of working with SNCC, I was arrested at a sit-in to integrate a restaurant in Atlanta attacked at a Ku Klux Klan rally at Stone Mountain Stadium in Atlanta. That was the scary one. (laughs) And worked as part of the SNCC staff in Greenwood, Mississippi, during Freedom Summer of 1964. I was so blessed and so changed by these experiences. An example of SNCC's work in Mississippi occurred in 1961 when Bob Moses, the first SNCC organizer to go into Mississippi, set up a voter registration project in Macomb. SNCC's way of organizing was legendary. First, Bob embedded himself in the community, living with a local activist, Mr. Amsey Moore. Then he got to know the local people personally and really listened to what change they wanted. He was shot at and beaten for driving local people to the courthouse to register to vote. One of the people he worked with was a Mr. Herbert Lee, a farmer and a father of nine children. Mr. Lee became really involved in the voter registration project. On September 25th, 1961, he was shot and killed by E.H. Hurst, A white state representative and a childhood friend, so-called, of Mr. Lee. He was specifically shot for working on voter registration. A quick jury of all white men was convened and E.H. Hearst was acquitted. This murder hit Bob Moses and the staff very hard. They wrote a song called We'll Never Turn Back, which became the anthem for Mississippi. I can't usually sing or hear this song without tearing up because it shows Snick's determination to fight for justice no matter what happened. We've been buked
2: And we it's gone. turn back. He died for you and died for me. He died for the cause of equality. And no, we'll never turn back. No, we'll never Until we all have been set free, and we...
1: Earlier, Loranda sang us some freedom songs, which we always sang during the Civil Rights Movement in the Deep South. The words of these freedom songs were changed to, to fit the time and the fight for justice. Sometimes we'd stick the local sheriff's name in there. Oh, they loved it, you know. Yeah. But the music was really based on Negro spirituals. Back in the day, as we faced uncertain and very dangerous days. It was this music that filled us with faith and our burning vision of justice. The music literally transformed our very real fear because it was scary into inspiration and action. When an area in the South heated up, brave, mostly young people stood up to the absolutely insane violence of the racist whites. It was the songs that kept us going and filled us with divine spirit.
3: So I'd like to say how honored I am to have the band join me this morning. Um, during the Civil Rights uh, Movement, um, while they were marching in, in jail, there was obviously no, no bass player like Jim, or, or no keyboards. Or guitar, a lot of time. Well, most of the time it was just our voices. But we are honored to have the the band with us today. Um, let me find my my place here, and I invite you all to join join along. Like um, Karen said, a lot of the songs originated from the black church, and and as a way of uniting, many of us knew already the melodies, and you placed the words in there that fit that fit what you were fighting about, like the sheriff and and the town and the state and yes so we're going to do a song called guide my feet while I run this race all right
2: and I invite you all to sing along
1: formed a duo called the the Spirit of Freedom, which is spoken word by me about the Civil Rights Movement. You're sort of seeing it right now. And LaRonda's award-winning vocals of the freedom songs of the time. I can tell you, I feel so blessed to be doing this with LaRonda. I have spoken about the Civil Rights Movement for more than 30 years. And you know, my speeches were good, you know? But let me just say, when you add the music, and it breaks me up so somebody doesn't have to listen to me for a long time, um, you know, it just makes it so different. And the other thing I've realized, this is more like the movement. The movement, these songs are what kept us. I remember we'd go to mass meetings, and that's a whole, everybody in the community comes. And I always, and we'd sing our hearts out. And I would always feel like at the end of those, I could face a tank. And not tremble. It was just so inspiring. So, thank you, LaRonda. It's been, I haven't even known her for much more than a year. And here we are. We have a CD. We've already paid for the thing. It's like crazy. It's just, it's like a God thing. I mean, there's no way, you know, uh, that this is, we're not directing it. So, anyway, here we go back to history. The people in power in America do not want the history of SNCC to be known with their grassroots organizing and the development of young leaders. They went door to door. Rob Moses lived in the community. Every organizer of SNCC lived in the community. And let me just tell you, the bravery of the local people to house us there, you know, many of us, some of us were white, especially during Freedom Summer. A black person housing a white person, sitting with them and having dinner with a white person and not having to say Ms. So-and-so and yes, ma'am, and calling us by our first name and us calling them by Mrs. Hamer or Mrs. Baker or something. It was, it was revolutionary, really. It was just really something. Those in power do not want the young people in America to know this history because it's an entirely different version of black people. What have we been told about? This was a movement led by black people. This was a movement of black people who had been oppressed for so long in so many ways, standing up. And it also shows the power of the people in general, but especially young people. I believe if young people knew this history, really knew this history well, that they would understand how much power they really have. I had a young person say to me, you mean I don't have to know everything in order to stand up against something? I said, no, you just have to know it's wrong. You know, in organizing, we often sang the song, Get On Board, in order to encourage the community to get involved.
3: So a lot of these songs, surprisingly, are new to me, um, and I'm so grateful to have met Karen. and And I grew up in uh, Oklahoma and and um, back in the '60s, early '70s, and um, I got the same. History education that a lot of a lot of people did, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, Mr. Carver, you know that that type of education. So I am a little embarrassed to say that that there's a lot about my uh, culture's history that I don't know. We just were busy living it. You know what I mean? We <laughs> were busy just 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 making it and and recovering from. Um, from that damage so I'm grateful to be here with you this today and learning as well grateful to Karen we still have people like Karen and the SNCC organization who are teaching us our history so I guess I'm gonna go back to college and take a black history course (laughs) so I know more about it so I can keep my card okay um (laughs) so this song um you all may know it and I'm asking you to help me with it um it's called get on board children children i think uh marcy knew it so let's let's do it thinking about those freedom riders
2: all right Mm -hmm. you can clap too (laughs) oh get on board children children get on board children children get on board children children let's fight for human rights no oh. more Fight as we go hungry At times don't sleep or eat
1: history of SNCC, or the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, it takes you all if you don't know that name to get all those words in, but that's why we called it SNCC, but it uh, has been so hidden and literally whitewashed out of history. During October through January, the Portland Art Museum had an an incredible art exhibit by a wonderful black artist named Hank Willis Thomas. If you didn't get to see it, they have a book of the exhibit, you know, a catalog of the exhibit. It really is something. In this exhibit, he had some photos which show a clear picture of one or two figures with all the rest hidden in the background. It takes special glasses or flashing your phone to see what's really happening and all the people that are involved. I found this brilliant because this is how the civil rights movement has been taught. We are mostly taught about the civil rights movement where all, show, all we're shown is Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. Now they did great. I don't, I'm not dissing them in any way, shape, or form. They're shown as the clear forefront figures. But they don't show the thousands of mostly local black people who were really the engine and the life of the movement. They're completely left out. When you actually read some of the stories of the local black people And how every person in Mississippi had been there for any time at all. Their family had somebody lynched, had somebody run out of town, had somebody beaten, had somebody fired for doing anything. In America, most white people only see the forefront figures. It's what we've been taught. And have never learned that they need a special understanding to really see the whole picture of racism here. Some of this special understanding is acquired by studying real black history, not the benign pablum that we're usually fed. That's my favorite line. (laughs) I wrote it. (laughs) Um, All of this ignorance only serves to divide us, to make us separate, having no real understanding of the role that white privilege and racism play by keeping us focusing on our divisions, the power structure is easily held in place. And I think we can look at today and say, oh my God, is that what happened? Uh, Yes, it is. In one of the photos in his exhibit, Hank Willis Thomas shows Congressman John Lewis as a young activist, as a clear, visible leader on the Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, with hundreds of people marching alongside of him. This march and his subsequent severe beating by the Alabama state troopers made him an icon of the civil rights movement. He's also remained in our consciousness because he has fearlessly and tirelessly worked for justice, particularly against white nationalism and racism. On December 29th, this great warrior announced that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. By saying, I've been in some kind of fight for freedom, equality, and basic human rights for nearly my entire life. I have never faced a fight like this. Most of the subsequent news stories about John Lewis ignore his early, his early activist days as a serious student of nonviolence. He was a core in this group that studied nonviolence in Nashville. And, and he became a leader of a vibrant student movement. They talk about his Congress things. They talk about how long he's been in Congress. They talked about some of the bills. Now, all of that's great, but they don't talk about his activist days. For example, when the Freedom Rides took place and the first buses were burned and the riders viciously beaten, it was activist including John Lewis, mostly SNCC activists, I might add, who decided to continue, saying no matter what, we cannot let violence stop the movement. They felt really strongly that if, if right at that period when the movement was just kind of starting, if that was was stopped by violence, that would teach the white power structure that all you have to do is be violent and you can stop the whole thing. They sort of tried that anyway, but, um, you know, it just, it it was a statement that we will do this. So before they got on the buses to go into Mississippi, they all signed their last will and testament. This is a song, it's kind of upbeat but we often sang it because it, demonstra- it uh, you know, about demonstrating on buses or our or swimming pools you know all swimming pools were segregated everything was segregated even the ocean they had wade-ins into the ocean to to desegregate certain beaches oh jeez yeah Yeah, really. There's pictures of police with batons going after people in the ocean because they're in the white section of the ocean, not the black section of the ocean. This is crazy. Okay, so singing these songs and this particular song really kept our spirits up. Yes. Oh, my.
3: (laughs) It seems insurmountable, but the more... with our awareness comes this growth and not just being aware but just doing one thing you don't have to do everything but what is the thing that you can do to make sure that this doesn't happen again for anyone for any any person for any human being all right so we're gonna do this song and this is another one that i had never heard before um all right let's do it together
2: Ah, yes If you miss me from the back of the bus And you can't find me nowhere Come on over to the front of the bus seat like that one too. All right. Now if you miss me from the picket line and you can't find me nowhere come on over to the jail house and I'll One more now If you miss me From the Mississippi River And you can't find me If you miss me from the cotton fields And you can't find me nowhere Come on over to the courthouse And I'll be bold
1: 1963 and 64, the SNCC activists elected John Lewis to be their chairman. They were the only group that had their chairman chosen by election, by the way. Grassroots organizing, right in the organization. In 1988, he was elected to the Congress by, from a black district in Atlanta, Georgia. In 2009, Congressman Lewis came here to be the Portland State commencement speaker. In his speech to the graduating class, he said, I was from Troy, Alabama, a small town. That's an an overstatement, I mean, understatement. It's a very small town. And my parents always told me not to get in trouble. In my life, I found it's important to get in trouble. I say to you, you must find a way to get in the way. You must find a way to get into trouble, good trouble, necessary trouble. These words certainly apply to us today. Whatever you think, whatever you think, thank you. whatever you think, whatever you're most moved by, find somebody else who's moved by it. And start getting together with them. Join the social justice group here. You know, there's lots of stuff going on everywhere. And just search it out. You don't have to go to the most militant thing day one. You know, you don't. You can go to just a prayer service or whatever you want to do that you're drawn to. Because I can tell you personally, and this is also been true later in life, not just when I was with the wonderful civil rights movement, that doing anything makes you feel so good. I swear to God, it's because you know somewhere in yourself this is wrong and it should be changed. And if you just take a half step toward it, you'll feel better about yourself and you'll be surprised how much better about yourself you feel. Because it's, these are all things, especially white people, they kind of deny. You know, we walk through the world, and all this ghastly stuff <clears throat> is going on, and we've learned to put blinders on. But there's something that's happening that you go, oh, no, that can't be. And that's the one that you should try to follow. And I just really encourage you to do that, because it will change the world, and it will also change you. It's a spiritual experience to step out and do something that you think is right. It really, it's my life, you know, I know, but I encourage you. So John Lewis's favorite song continues to be Wade in the Water. And I would like, lorandas going to sing that, and I would like us to consider this a prayer for him, for his healing, for all the work that he's done for his very life that has exemplified what is possible.
3: Why don't we all stand together and, and sing this song? I know many of you know it. All right. Yes.
2: that Moses led God's gonna trouble the water now if you don't believe that I've been to hell God's gonna trouble trouble
1: Have a big hand for Karen Trusty and Leandra Steele.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast.